Uh, loud clap? Sure. Band clap. That'll <laughs> <laughs> work. I'll figure it out. That'll work. Um, that or we're just gonna yeah. chur like angry pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you have definitely already scared me with your hints that you've given me, and I have no idea what you're talking about, but it's clearly uh, something spooky. It is, and... Oh, laptop died. Um, yeah, it's it's weirdly entertaining in a way, but still are there, spooky. And are there a lot of O-honeys? Th- there are. There are a surprising oh. amount of O-honeys, and yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. Okay, this is going to be great. Alright, so what I've got today is the Black Monk of, what was the last part? The Black Monk of Pontefrac. Okay. And so hopefully I didn't overhype this to you last night, but it was, it, it was a trip. Not a good trip, but (laughs) it was a trip. So it is located, this entire situation is in England. So not a huge surprise, as old as England is, it's got a couple haunted houses, it's got a couple haunted everything. Um, So this pretty normal, very unassuming looking two-story house has a reputation as being one of the most haunted houses in England and is home to an entity that earned the name the Black Monk. And spoiler, it's not your friendly Casper the Ghost at all. And so I'm just going to drink the wine. Yeah, that's that's good. So in 1966, Jean and Joe Pritchard purchased their new to them home located at number 30 East Drive in the Checkerfield Estates in Pontefract, West Yorkshire in England. And hopefully I'm saying Pontefract correctly. If not, I'm not from England. So someone can correct us. I'm, be fine. I'm sure they will. Um, they moved in with their two children, Philip, who was 15, and Diane, who was 12. And so little things happened at first. Nothing nothing really much the family noticed. Things that they could chalk up to, you know, we just moved in. Um, we're, still, we're still settling in. We're still figuring out where we put everything, you know, things just being misplaced. So they didn't think much of it. And that didn't last. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah. Uh, hang in there. Again, <laughs> wait to panic. Okay. Um, so September 1st, 1966. They hadn't been there in the house very long, but the family, except for Philip and his grandmother, Sarah Scholes, were away on a trip to Devon. And while Philip and Sarah were home, uh, I also have that Sarah, her sister, uh, Mary Kelly, Marie Kelly, was was visiting, I assume. Uh, they experienced events that they could not explain away. And I'm going to assume that Marie did not stick around for long, given what happened when things started really going up shit creek. Um, I get the feeling that Marie's the smart one. Uh, I want to oh, I want to no. say yes, but I also feel like she's a real bad sister. So... Okay. Yeah, you'll you'll start to piece it together because I've I've been mulling this over for a while now and I got mixed feelings about Marie. Um so yeah, things things really went to hell in a handbasket fast. So they said it was a hot summer day in September, which I mean, I haven't been to 
many warm places in England yet, but I'm going to say it was a hot day for them. And it was reported to be a hot day, and they felt a cold gust of wind pass through the house. Mind you, this is 1966. I assume, I assume AC wasn't a thing. So I would personally probably have been happy if a cold gust of wind went through the house, but that's just me. Uh, I mean, I would like the temperature, but I don't... Mm. It, de- it depends. It depends. It depends. It depends. Um, <laughs> what I really wouldn't like was everything that came along with the cold gust of wind. So, if the cold air hadn't been enough to unsettle them, they also witnessed what appeared to be a white powder or mist that was falling from the ceiling above while the sound of footsteps thumped overhead. Well, I was about to make a cocaine joke, and then you right. added footsteps thumping. So... <laughs> Blake actually made that joke, too. He's like, you know, if you're in Chicago or something, you'd think it's coke or something. I was like, I was going with plaster, but... How does your sh- husband know about this? Because I, I I, was reading him what I uh, Well, no, no, like the cocaine in Chicago oh. specifics. <laughs> well, I mean, we did just get done watching Tiger King, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's, that's a whole that other sense. shit show. Oh, dear God. <laughs> so, anywho... So yeah, footsteps overhead. And like any good horror movie stars, they went to investigate. No. I know. But luckily, this is like the smartest they were for this whole story. Uh, They only went to the kitchen. They didn't go upstairs where the footsteps were. Uh, So the trio all went to the kitchen and found pools of water forming on the floor. So they can still hear the footsteps upstairs. The white powder mist stuff is still falling from the ceiling. But they're just checking out the puddles. That's that's it for right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> for right now. Oh, we're we're not giving them a lot of credit yet. So Sarah, Philip, and Marie, they call a repairman from the water company thinking, you know, maybe it's just a broken pipe. Uh, maybe there's a reasonable explanation that it's it's just a pipe that needs to be fixed. So he shows up to take a look at it and he can't find any indication of a damaged pipe anywhere or clues as to where these water puddles could be coming from. In fact, the situation only seemed to get worse while he was there. So the repair guy leaves, baffled, couldn't find anything wrong, and just kind of left this trio to deal with whatever the hell was going on in the house. Um, The puddles eventually stopped and dried up as the afternoon went on. And I'm going to assume at this point, Marie had been the smart one and just pieced right out of the house, left her sister and felt to fend for themselves. Um, things kind of calmed down for a little bit. And we have a theme. It didn't last long. No. And so that evening, told you it didn't last long. Uh, keep in mind, this is all still the same day. Oh, dear goodness. So the water puddles start again. And this time, they're accompanied by violent rattling of the cutlery. The pots and pans start rattling all throughout the kitchen. And to make things worse, the whole kitchen was, an, I, I don't know what a tea dispenser is, but it's like just tea sprayed everywhere. Very British. Uh, oh, no, 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 Just no. everywhere. Is it like iced tea, maybe? I'm thinking, you know those big, gigantic, like, gallon jug things with the spigots? May- that's that that's all I could. That's what I'm imagining. That's the only thing I could think of. But yeah, tea just went everywhere. Um, I thought it could be like a kettle, but that makes way more sense than than that. 
Uh, I don't know, kettle kind of makes sense, but then it might be boiling tea and that's horrifying. Yeah. So, I mean, personally, I would take just cleaning up water puddles over tea puddles any day, but not... Sepia-toned roof. Not not a good situation, however, however you cut it. So then, because of course I did, the cupboards, the furniture, and the appliances also all started rattling. Mm. And... Yeah, if that wasn't bad enough, they heard what they described as a thunderous bang from the outside hallway. And again, like all good horror movies, uh, they went to investigate. You never go look you, at it. You never you go. You hide behind the couch and you stare at the door with a baseball bat. Yeah, well, they didn't get that memo, so they went to go check it out. They couldn't see anything that caused the bang, but they did see the hallway light turning off and on by itself. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. now, why they didn't just nope the hell out of there right then? Huge mystery to me. I don't even like it when the power flickers during a storm. It freaks me out. Let alone a light doing a clapper impersonation. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like it. Clap on. <laughs> Clap off. Yeah, except oh, uh, no, no one's doing yeah. it. Uh, they also noticed that there was a plant that was usually at the bottom of the stairs. It's now at the top of the stairs, and none of them had touched it. I don't like when things move places. Yeah. So while they're in the hall, the kitchen starts up again. And with, we'll just say more energy. So the coffee went this time too? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. They didn't really say it. Just things got worse. Good. That's always good. Yeah, so Philip and Sarah, his grandma, they call Marie back over. Oh, no. So I assume that she either lived too close to reasonably say, you know, I can't just pop right on over, or she was glutton for punishment. I don't really know which. I'm going to um, assume it was a everybody loves Raymond situation. Yeah, and so she comes back over to witness the happenings for herself a a second time. And she did not stick around for long and went back home after seeing that, uh, yeah, they've got some freaky stuff happening in this house. This is where I started having mixed feelings about Marie. So you go over to your sister's children's house where her and her grandson are staying you see that things are happening like not good things weird things and you leave not once but twice and neither time were you i i couldn't find any record that she either tried to uh convince them to leave or that she was clearly not successful if she did and she just left them both times didn't be like hey you should come stay with me or you know maybe you should go to a hotel for the night something she just was like good luck and left you know i'm just imagining what my sister would do in this situation and like there would be no communication there would just be like some eye contact and then we would both nope the hell out of there. Like, and or she would grab me and drag me out of there. Like, it wouldn't even be a conversation. Like, right. you don't get to stay. You're exiting now. Yeah, like, 
my brother and I aren't super pally, but I mean, if weird stuff starts happening, we're both going to leave the damn house. Like, no questions asked. Be like, you need to leave. Don't be stupid. You're not in a horror movie. Well, you are, but leave. <laughs> leave. You're not this... in a movie. It won't all end up okay. <laughs> right. Like, this. there's no good endings here. Just, you need to get out. Uh, so, yeah, she, she doesn't do any of that. She just, like, peace, yo, and leaves her sister and the grandson to, to deal with it. She clearly had a strong sense of self-preservation. Right. I mean, kudos for her, but yeah. So Marie goes home, and the activity dies down, but not for long. And so this time, late in the evening, uh, a heavy chest of drawers starts to sway on its own. And this is apparently the straw that breaks the proverbial camel's back for Sarah and Philip. And now they finally decide to pack some stuff in a bag and go stay at a neighbor's house for the night. Okay. Yeah, that's like, that's what finally made them leave, was a chest of drawers starts wobbling around, and they're like, you know, maybe maybe now we should leave. You know, I will say, chest of drawers back then, they were probably like 100 pounds. They were all solid wood. Sure. And like real metal handles. Sure. But about the time that, A, the lights started flashing and I heard footsteps overhead, <laughs> I would have left. You mean you don't like hearing someone do a Congo line above your head when you weren't expecting visitors? I really don't. You're correct. And <laughs> that's where they drew the line. And they left for the night. And okay, I, I couldn't find that they stayed longer than a night. So they went back the next day and... I guess things slowly calmed down, and by the time the rest of the family came back, things had calmed down all the way, and everything was peaceful. Two years go by. Not so much as a peep. Not a fork out of place. Nothing. Interesting. Yeah, but again, we have a theme. And then it got worse. (laughs) And then it got worse. It didn't last long. Um, Nothing lasted forever in that house, and definitely not peace. So, two years went by, and then it started again, and it did so violently. Mm. So pools of water, again, started forming, but not just in the kitchen this time. It was all over the house. Furniture started moving and rattling all on its own, and this was the gross one for me, green foam began Uh. seeping out of all of the taps. Oh, no. And they could hear loud thuds and bangs throughout the house. The doors were slamming open and shut on their own. And then to really top things off, the family portraits and furniture were demolished, uh, slashed and disfigured as though someone had taken a knife to them. Okay, no one needs to have someone cutting up a painting Beauty and the Beast style. Right. No one needs that. That's just not cool. And I question when I read family portraits, I was like, are we talking like the old, like, oh, no. oil painting style? Oh, no. like, what, or are we just talking like the, like, family portrait picture thing that you used to get at Sears or whatever Why it was? Why does oil painting make it so much it, creepier? It does, right? And It I, really does. I don't know, but... Um, whatever it was did not did not like their family portraits and really destroyed them Uh. and then as if it all wasn't bad enough next came the smells 
and the sounds. So they said sickening odors would waft through the house and the sound of heavy breathing. Ew, ew, ew. And strangely, barnyard animals could be heard. Okay, that's not that bad. No, still weird, but not that bad. I mean, weird, but I'll, I'll take that over heavy breathing any day. Yeah, ditto. Um, so this became a daily occurrence and eventually such a commonplace thing that the family started referring to the entity, entity tormenting them as Fred. Okay. Which is a weirdly innocent hey, name for what, what cool. Fred was doing. Um, I thought you weren't supposed to nickname the baddies, but I guess they didn't get that memo. I mean, it is, it's just so easy to say, damn it, Fred. Yeah, right? So easy to say. I feel like that must help normalize it a little bit. Just like, damn it, Fred. Yeah. It's okay. It's just Fred. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know if that's something I'd really want to normalize. You mean you don't want to live with green ooze coming out of your faucets? No, I I don't even like it when they're flushing the water mains around here and the water turns brown for like a week. I I don't even like that. That's fair. fair. (laughs) So, yeah, things started to get more intense as though it wasn't weird enough already. And things started getting smashed. Objects Mm. would fly across the room even when people came over. In fact, they said things got even more terrible when people were over and so i had a thought or two before i read the rest of this um i was like you know honestly it just seems like fred doesn't like people in his house and i can't i can't blame him i'm not a super social person we all need our space i don't throw shit at people to get them to leave i've been tempted i mean we right we we all handle social interactions in our own way he's just not making the best choices I mean, we've all had that one guest that just never, like, didn't get the hint and just stayed way too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Go home, Karen. Yeah. Go home. (laughs) Yeah. No, no hints are strong enough. But, so, the police and the town vicar came over. There are actually at least two priests involved. Um, and they couldn't really find a reasonable explanation for what was happening and the activity grew especially violent when they were present fred is not religious or law-abiding uh fred is not (laughs) you are correct fred is not a fan of anyone especially if they have religion or a badge uh so poor diane she's i think probably about 15 now seemed to be the main target of Fred's attention. She would wake up to the sound of heavy breathing and inaudible voices speaking like right next to her ear. Oh, creepy Fred, creepy. Yeah, Fred's Fred's not making any points here. And she claimed that she was even straight up assaulted, (gasps) either by being pushed, her hair was pulled, and was even dragged across her room. No. Yeah, and she wasn't alone in being assaulted. Others reported being held down, slapped, pushed, punched. Didn't matter if they were family, didn't matter if they were a visitor. Fred did not discriminate. He did not like anyone. 
Why did they not just burn this with fire? See, that's why I sent you that message. See, cleanse with why fire. Why do people stay? <laughs> why do people why stay? Why do people stay? I don't get it. I, mm, no, cleanse it with fire. There would have been a ritual burning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, honest to God, the, the first time the lights started flickering, if an electrician couldn't find anything, I'll move. Yep. I'm good. It's fine. Like, they, and they still never investigate the footstep upstairs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I will give them those points. But... Well, except now we know it was Fred. Yeah. Like, we know who yeah. it was. It was goddamn Fred. Yeah, Fred Fred not being happy with them. So, all of this activity, it kind of came up in cycles. It went from daily occurrences to long periods of peace, sometimes weeks at a time, where nothing happened. And they could relax, but I imagine they probably didn't. Um little hard to relax when you're not sure if you're going to get slapped at a point (laughs) relaxing for me is really just being held down and smacked (laughs) hey whatever floats (laughs) can i just state again so much sarcasm so much much being lathered on right here if it doesn't come across stating explicitly do not do that (laughs) yeah heavy sarcasm from both of us (laughs) constantly um seriously like no joke, these people had to have had the patience of a saint to put up with all of this yeah, and not leave, or they had the kind of denial that you only see in like extreme cases of self-delusion. Yeah. But, finally, they asked the church to step in. Oh no, it's gonna get so much worse, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, several exorcisms were performed. And surprise, surprise, it only served to piss Fred off more. I know, real real big shocker mm-hmm. there. Uh, crucifixes were slapped out of the priest's hands or broken, and inverted crosses would appear on the walls of the house in red or black ink, neither of which was present in the house. Uh. Yeah, and one priest was frightened so badly that he left and refused to ca- come back. He had a candlestick that was shoved in front of his face and held there, and apparently that's where he drew his line, and he just got the hell out of that house. And Do we know that priest's name? I don't. He's my new hero, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to look it up, and I, I couldn't find out what it's it was. It's the correct response. Everyone should be it was. priest. Like, him and Marie. <laughs> Did Marie ever go back again? <laughs> I did not find a record that she she made that return journey a third time. Smart Marie. I mean, maybe during like those occasional weeks of quiet, maybe, but I wouldn't. Nope. I'll meet you at the coffee shop down the road. But <laughs> you want to get brunch? Let's no. get brunch. Yeah, I'm not going back to your hell house. Thank you. <laughs> so, Fred is thoroughly annoyed at this point, I can only imagine. And he starts to manifest as a full apparition. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's he's really not pulling any punches anymore. Not like he was before, but you know. And he would appear as either Gene or Joe, and would show up at the foot of their bed, staring at them before vanishing. And Joe awoke one night to see a full figure in flowing black robes hovering over his bed. <gasps> Yeah. Oh no, that's some Dementor shit. 
Yeah, right. That's what I said. That's not okay. Yeah. And so this would become the most common form that the entity would take on and just dressed in black robes with a hood, much like a medieval monk would wear and earned him the nickname the Black Monk, Mm -mm. which Blake was confused on that because Mm -hmm. like when I read Black Monk, I was like, oh, like the medieval, like black robes made sense to me. He apparently thought it was like the ninja monks. I don't know what that is. What is that? I don't either, but that's that's where his mind took him. Is that a video game and thing, maybe? Sure, why not? Uh, I'm out of social culture. Yeah, you and me both. We live under our rocks. But I totally, I totally went to like black robes priest kind of thing. Right. Like I'm with you. Right. I fully went like, full Renaissance. Like that makes sense. That's, okay. That's what made sense to me. But yeah, so that's that's where the nickname, the Black Monk, came from. No ninjas. Um. <laughs> And it didn't take long for the monk was seen by everyone in the family, and not just in the house. Uh, what? Yeah, not just in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, Fred Fred liked a occasional change of venue, and they started seeing it around the property, and not just the family. Hey. Locals would see it around the property, and oh that's gross i just got goosebumps i don't like that yeah that's gross (laughs) i mean if if it makes you feel any better like this this part made me chuckle for whatever reason the monk would also sometimes be seen wearing women's fur gloves what (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i guess uh spirits get cold hands too i and I'm like, not gonna question. Like, absolutely dressed to the nines. Like, I mean, it is England, so occasionally he liked to wear fur gloves. I'm not sure what made them distinguishable as women's fur gloves as opposed to just fur gloves in general. But they probably looked better. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But yeah, gloves. And so the monks seemed to still really have it out for Diane and she would often wake up with scratches and bruises on her body or even to waking up to being thrown from her bed which is just rude I mean like teenagers are already so tired they are they need so much sleep (laughs) don't screw with their sleep more man like that's that's just terrible all I'm imagining right now is kind of a Jane Eyre situation where there's someone locked up in the attic and they're just coming down and staring at you over the bed but like they're real yeah he's he's really going after Diane and this one would have just freaked me the hell out as if everything (laughs) in this house wouldn't have but on at least one occasion, she was choked and slapped <gasps> by an unseen force in full view of oh, witnesses. Oh, dear God. And the most frightening incident, as again, as if it all isn't bad enough, um, she was seen being grabbed by the hair by something invisible, hard enough to see it stand straight up, and was forcefully dragged up the stairs, screaming. <gasps> yeah. Why did they still Right? I don't get it. I know. Why, uh, like, I... did you put all your money into this house? Can you not move? <sighs> Run away. Become bankrupt and live in the forest. It's worth it. Like, literally anything had to be better than staying. Go live with Marie. It'll be great. Betcha she makes pancakes in the morning. Right, but no. 
No, um, they stayed for a while longer. And so now, extremely desperate, the church won't help them. Uh, the police can't find anything wrong. The water repairman couldn't find anything. Um, they called in paranormal investigators. And one of them was Tom Kuniff. And he found during his investigation of researching the history of the property and the town and all of that, that the property actually sat on the site of an old battleground. And then to top it off, it was located directly across the street from where the town gallows were once located, where hundreds of people were executed. Um. And, and to really tie it all together, most notably, and I'll probably pronounce this wrong, there had been a Cluniac monk who had been hung there after being found guilty of raping <gasps> and killing a young woman who was roughly Diane's age. <laughs> and this was back in the 16th century. I don't like this. You did not overhype. <laughs> he believed that this entity, this black monk, was what was haunting the home and terrorizing mostly Diane. Poor Diane. And so then, as though the monk got bored with them all of a sudden, uh, the activity just stopped. Just stopped? <laughs> yeah. Just huh. weeks went by, the family waiting for the next round of terror to begin, and nothing happened. There was no reason behind the silence, but everything was quiet, and nothing weird happened. So the Pritchards finally took advantage of this. Oh, thank goodness. And moved out. Finally. Finally. They put their children through several years of terror and torment and finally we're like, now's when we're going to leave. You know, Diane's had enough. We can't let her keep taking these beatings. We should probably get her out. How about we wait several years and then we'll go for it? Yeah. So, yeah, they, they finally moved out. And, like, I have to wonder, too, because, like, the whole town knows that shit's weird at this house and people are getting like punched and slapped and thrown out of bed and green foams coming out of the taps and like how do you sell that to a buyer like because i'm like you know i imagine like the movie scene where you know a new couple comes to town oh we're here to look at the pritchard house and like there's just that old farmer with a piece of hay sticking out of his mouth <laughs> be like they go there and they never come back <laughs> and i'm just like at what point do you like you as a buyer come in and see like everyone whispering and muttering to each other and giving like these covert side glances about this house you're like you know honey maybe this isn't such a good idea what if they're all in the employ of the black monk of fred fred controls the whole town and if they don't let someone in there fred comes <laughs> to them i mean they're all ghost cronies i mean maybe I mean, there was probably a house built right on those gallows lands. You know they probably oh. got hit first. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Now I want to look that up, see if the one across the street had any weird happening. So, yeah, over the years, there have been a lot of paranormal investigators who went to this house. And based on their investigations, the black monk appears to be, I would say, live and well. But he's un undead, dead, whatever, spectral and still haunting. Ew. And he's, I imagine, still pissed that people are invading his house and his spooky land. And 
he still doesn't want people there. I stand by ritual burning. Right, I know. I don't know why the house also, is still there. Also, salt it. Salt everything. Yeah. Sage everything. Right? Just go for it. What can it hurt? Do whatever, whatever it takes. Just try it all. Supernatural um, has taught me anything. Salt fixes everything. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I just imagine that Fred slash the monk is, is still pissed that people are disturbing his peace and quiet after he scared off the Pritchards. Um, but the best-known investigation was done by Nick Groff and Katrina Weidman from Paranormal Lockdown. Ooh. Yeah, they they actually did a whole episode about it, and they spent over a hundred hours there. And Groff said his initial impression was, right when we stepped on the property, it felt different. There's an energy about it. When you take a step into that location, it's haunting. It really is, without anything even occurring you just you feel it you feel the energy and the sense that something is there lurking in the shadows ew yeah that's, that's like you know how you have that sense of like something's watching me that's like what i'm imagining mm -hmm. it felt like yeah just like the hair on the back of your neck standing mm -hmm. up and just uncomfortable and so the house itself ended up being purchased by a man named Philip Pritchard, and it was later sold to the British advertiser and film producer Bill Bungay. And he turned it into a kind of spooky, supernatural tourist destination. Oh, Fred loved that. Hey, I don't like people living here. Why don't we <laughs> trot through a couple hundred a day? How about that? So Fred did not love that because it, like, the whole story behind this was eventually in 2012 made into the horror film when the lights go out mm. yeah and the film blah, 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 film crew apparently had quite a few experiences while making the movie which was apparently filmed partially on location and to this day it's remained a hot spot for some strong discussion and debate a lot of people are saying you know this whole story was fabricated for publicity but i don't know i don't really buy it like the whole town knew about it like police officers knew at least two priests were scared shitless by this house and left like ugh, i just i i can't believe that it's all fabricated no the thing that gets me like honestly like the person in the robe with the ladies gloves walking around the garden like right. sure what if someone just happened to like wrap like, a sheet around themselves and go yeah, for a walk in the garden that, okay i can buy that but the thing that doesn't add up for fabrication is the hair standing straight up off of her head while diane is dragged right. up the stairs yeah <laughs> how do you fake that i don't think you can't do you have an invisibility cloak i don't have an invisibility cloak yeah no so oh no there's pictures there there are so like again it's a really normal looking house I mean, it's it's nothing to write home about. It's it's plenty cute, but uh, it doesn't look like something that would have like an angry 16th century monk trying to actively wreck the lives of the people living there. It's cute, but it totally looks like pretty. It's like pretty normal, right? In the end, I I don't know. Like it could just be a really well well thought out ghost hoax, or it could be the case of one really truly well and pissed off ghost and regardless hoax or real it's um, still an unsolved case they've never figured out one way or another 
which I feel like is the case with a lot of supernatural paranormal things. Oh yeah. It's it's really hard to get a, a solid yay or nay on it, but yeah, that's that's the story of the black monk and there is there's actually a book. It's by Richard Estep and you can read all about him. And I'm going to add it to my reading list and make for another couple of sleepless nights. Okay, well that's creeptastic. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the story of the black monk. That's that's what I got for for my first spooky story we might have to add that to a like future list of places to visit and not go inside of oh absolutely because i i better have some real good drugs if you're gonna <laughs> shove me inside those doors i don't uh, even go into halloween haunted houses like no like not even when they do like the kid friendly lights on and they really can't go after you like no i won't even do that it's not for me. Which is always hilarious why I love like true crime and paranormal things because it scares me shitless. This is why I stand by. It's more fun to scare yourself. Like if you're doing it at home alone, at least it's in like a controlled environment. Someone else isn't doing it to you. You can stop it at any point. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. You might do the same thing. Like if you read too many spooky, creepy, terrible things or you watch something, do you also side eye the closet at night? Like oh as, yes, as you're going to turn off the light. Oh, I I still do the situation where I will run and jump into beds so that my feet aren't near underneath the bed, and I have drawers underneath my bed. Nothing's coming yeah. out of there. I got nothing but empty space under ours, and that's terrible. And you have a cat that makes it worse. We all make choices. Yeah, no, I just I I can't even handle like looking at the closets, being like, I know there's a monster in there. I know there isn't. There's no room. But <laughs> yeah, I never stood by it. So with closets specifically, I have this opinion that they need to be wide open, If that, which is bad because I recently heard that apparently like open closets is by some considered the way that ghosts get into and out of your house. No. Right? Like, like I, I stand by that is how you make sure nothing's coming out of that shit. Right. And if they are there and it's a portal, like get the fuck out, the door's open, go ahead. <laughs> See, and the thing that sucks is like we are completely derailing here. But, oh, yes, that's fine. We're going to just have a moment. Like, I don't like open concept, but I feel like that's... I can see everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I hate, I hate the look of open concept, but at least, I mean, if something's going to murder me, I can see it. I can see it coming, unless it's a ghost. But you also don't have space to hide. Well, that's why I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why when I lived alone, my preferred, like, floor plan was a studio. You can see everything in a studio. True. You see your four walls, you know no one's in there with you. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's that's very true. I will say, having pets makes all of it much better. Yeah, until they're like ours, and they start staring at a corner in the wall for five minutes, and you know there's a demon up there, and they're just waiting for it to kill you. <laughs> you have a cat named Minion. Yeah, like, Honestly, last night, this fat little chonker, she's sitting on the end of the couch, and she's looking back behind me into the dining room, which nope. it's like 1130 at night, so it's dark, and like no one's back there, it's just Blake and I sitting there, and it was really cute, but really weird, and she like sits up like a meerkat, and just like full on is just mm. like this. 
with her fat stomach all on display. And she sat there for like 30 <laughs> seconds, just staring, looking horrified behind me. I was like, I can't turn around. I know there's something there that's just, I was like, that's when my head's getting lopped off with a hatchet. I know it is. Well, and you also know that if know. you turn around, it won't be there anymore. But you know yeah. it's still And I know when I turn back around, she's still going to be sitting up like a meerkat, looking terrified. I feel like this is why we force cuddle our pets. Like, here, right. get into my lap so you can't creep me out. Ugh, I only want the cute part. adorable, but <laughs> such a weird little animal. Code is good. She just kind of barks at things. Yeah, but are they things you can see? Because at least that's better. They tend to be things that are outside the door. So even oh, if I yeah. can't see them, it's because they're, like, through a barrier that's not within our home. Yeah, see, you got no Freds in your house. Apparently I do. You lived in an older apartment building. Yeah. It's not that old. It was built in the 90s. No, but it's older than this one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, true. We've had a, we've had a good ramble. <laughs> that's that's all I have for my story, and I I feel like that solidly encompassed the the wait to panic mentality of, you know, sometimes sometimes those ghost stories there's always a kernel of truth in there somewhere, and sometimes it's a 16th century monk who really doesn't like you. But he loves ladies' gloves. He does. You gotta look fabulous. You have to dress to the nines. Dress to impress, even when you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, okay. Bye-bye.